Hey everyone, Ryan here. I'm the Dungeon Master for Riftwalkers, and I just wanted to say thanks for listening. If you're liking the show, let us know and leave a review, or tell your friends about it. It's the best way to help out the podcast. We've got quite the episode in store for you, so let's get right to it. Here's Riftwalkers. Is the early morning as the party takes off from Bellhorn going along the northern road. And as you're going along, you hear the trotting of horse hooves behind you and a voice calling out. Wait. Wait. You can barely hear it. <laughs> Reese turns around. You see a man riding briskly on a horse coming toward you. It's the man with the furs. No. <laughs> <laughs> It isn't the man with the furs. Okay. Um, I turn around as well, and do I recognize the man? No. Does he look intimidating or as if he is a threat? He definitely looks to be a soldier of sorts. But no weapon drawn? No. Luca is going to be cautious and try to hide himself off the side of the road. If we are inside some sort of floristed area, if we are, are not, not, Luca will merely stand there because he's not going to look like an idiot <laughs> trying to hide behind the blade of grass. <laughs> Ifran look, just looks to everybody in the party and after he sees us, the soldier, he says, It is probably one of Baron Hutto's men. He should be an ally. He has a shield that's on the side of the horse as it trots toward you. You can get a scant look at it, and Ifron recognizes it as Baron Huttle's heraldry. It is one of Baron Huttle's men. I can see now. Is he expecting us? Uh, no, and we were not expecting him, but I have a feeling he may have a favor to ask of us. He doesn't greet you, but as he finally gets up to your party, the horse kind of whinnies, and then he looks down at the five of you, and he says, I hear you have business at Marehold. That is correct. And what would it be? Baron Huttel has uh, some very important people that he would like us to meet. It is re related to uh, the conflict that he has been having with Count Algir. Good, then I will travel with you. He dismounts his horse, and he takes the shield off the side, removes some things from the saddlebag, and then gives the horse a big pat on the hind, and it runs back toward uh, Bellhorn. Wow, what a gentleman. He could have just kept walking. It's nice of him. Lyrian looks at the soldier and says, What might your name be? My name is Aurelius. I'm Lyrian. And he puts forth his hand. Aurelius takes you in a very firm handshake. Well, Aurelius, welcome to our party. And what brings you on our quest? I'm traveling to Mehold. It is better to travel with a group. I suppose if we keep our journey on the marked path, we should be safer. The roads are safest, yes, especially at night. Well, I see no reason to dilly-dally. I concur. And then he looks towards Ifran. Yes, onward. And Ifran starts walking forward. Aurelius keeps pace with Ifran. And everybody else just stays behind, I guess. <laughs> Everyone's following along. Yep. We follow. Luca whittling away with a small rod of wood. Reese goes over to Luca. He know he's noticed him whittling a few times. Luca, what are you whittling? I've never known you to be a craftsman of sorts. 
Well, it's a bit of a, an idea that I've had. Sadly, I've not had any substantial success so far. But once I have a bit more of an idea formed, I'd be happy to share it with you. Very well. And he kind of looks just at what you're whittling. Does it have any generic form right I now? Mean, or? So basically, uh, anyone who was paying attention would notice that Luca has been whittling down several fairly thin rods. Uh, actually, quite thin rods. They look rather fragile. Um, they appear to be of a fairly strong wood, but also, you know, you could easily snap them between your fingers, given any reason to each one probably about three inches long what he's currently doing since he's walking and moving a lot he just appears to be whittling a, a stick down instead of actually working it in any sort of detail uh, he's had several so far just on the walk just as he whittles one down and he finishes it to his satisfaction he puts it away and then he starts the next gotcha and reese accepts that as a you know he doesn't want to pry too much because he's actually honestly not that curious and then he <laughs> kind of just falls back <laughs> Your travel goes on for a good amount of time until the sun reaches about high noon. It's directly above you. It's beaten down. It's pretty hot. There isn't a lot of cover. The area around you to the east and the west is a lot of grassy plains with scant vegetation that then molds into these larger hills. And as you go northward too, the plains do also give way to these rolling hills and these large patches of rush on the sides of the roads and forest on either side, not too far away. I mean, we keep walking, I assume. Yeah, I, I, I imagine we're trying to get to Mirhold as fast as we can. Interrupt our journey. So I turn to Aurelis, or I guess he's in front of me. It seems like Ifran and him are kind of leading the way. And so I tried to get to know a little more about how did he find us, first of all, and who is this guy? A good man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I come from a small village in the fell. Mm, I'm a military man all my life. Family as well. Father, brothers. Wonderful. And how did you come to find us? I was on assignment down in Belhorn and then to the south and the west in Dunan. That doesn't give us much information as to how you found us. Do you happen to know the sirs from there in Dunan? <laughs> Sorry. So uh, first he, of all, he looks at Luca and doesn't say anything, kind of just like scratches good. up his face. Because that was a stupid comment. <laughs> and then he looks back at Mick. <laughs> And he says, I did not seek to find you. I was simply traveling northward and wanted to join a company of sorts. Hmm, I understand. Perhaps you can offer us a little bit of information about the Baron. I have not met him before. What kind of a man is he? Baron Huddle? Yes. Well, some would call him brittle, especially now in his older age. He is... It pains me to say this, but losing his grip, both on reality and his holdings especially here in the Western Fell. Surely you, of all people, uh, looking at Mick, especially Ifrin and Luca, because you all, you don't look fellish. To him, at least. I assume you've heard of one Count Algier? Yes, indeed we have. He sits on the council with the Baron, between, you know, Taelic and fellish matters. But lately, the Baron has not been able to attend, and some of his trusted advisors, including one or two times myself, have gone in his stead. The Count has been absent from the Council for an extended amount of time now, and I'm sure you've heard rumors of... I, I won't get into it. I don't like to spread false information. Wise men. Yes, but at times, rumors tend to be true. We've heard some worrying things about the relationship between the Baron and uh, the Count. In fact, we are here to see how we can assist the Baron as this complication ensues, any information that you could provide, or even rumors, could prove useful, vital, in fact, to our success and that of the barons. Well, I, I mean, I guess it wouldn't hurt to, to share, but 
the the king of of Taylor has of course put out new levies and taxes and Count Algier has not contributed his share for for many months now and rumor has it that he's emptied the barrel lands of any capable fighters we think to form a standing army for what purpose we don't know but the fact that man would fight against man in a time where our entire race is at war against the kin is to one such as myself who served in the army for for years and he starts to get a little red in the face Watching our people die, our lands taken and burned, and he calms himself. It's just despicable. I have no love for the Count, in short. And he picks up his pace a little to distance yeah, himself yeah. from you. So this might be beyond Luca's general knowledge. But if it is not, what exactly is the relationship between the Fell and Tela? Like, is one a kingdom? Like, they're both kingdoms. It's yes. the Fellish kingdoms. But, like, do they... Are there, like, overlapping loyalties? Like, barons in one also have nobility in the other? Sort of like a European shtick going on? Or is this, like, they're pretty separate and they are just bonded to fight the kin? It seems like maybe at one point they were pretty separate, but now they're mostly homogenous. Okay. Which I don't think it's totally outside Luca's knowledge, just because these are things that you've picked up on as you've been going around. Luca kind of, you know, leaves him in peace. You know, touchy subject, quite obviously. And just kind of think about what he says, how that might factor into their work, particularly now suspecting that the Count is probably planning some sort of carving out of his own kingdom, if not just for himself, possibly in connection to the kin. Because he is getting a lot of half-kin guys. So, as you continue on, you're sort of in this network of valleys going between these larger hills, winding their way through these lands south of Merhold. And the trees are a bit thicker here, so there's a bit of a, not like a canopy per se, but maybe ten feet above you is a good spattering of leaves, where then not all the light is blocked, but... It's a nice shaded area, so the sun isn't quite so hard on you. It's about three hours past noon, you'd say, just from the position and how long you've been walking, when you hear heavy hooves riding down this narrow road. Towards us or from behind us? Toward you. Uh, Luca gets off of the road and attempts to hide himself in the surrounding woodland. What what are you doing? Aurelis looks over at Luca. I don't know who is coming, and... If they mean good, then I will merely come out. If they mean ill, I will not be caught unawares. It's the Baron's men, of course. Who else would it be? Luca, like, <laughs> cautious by nature, is just kind of shrugs. He's just like, I don't, I don't know, man. And then goes to hide himself. Obviously, it's the Baron's men. What's-his-face will merely point us out, point me out, and no harm, no foul. However, if it is not... Luca's not getting a freaking crossbow bolt to the chest. He slinks back into his bush. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do a, do right, a stealth roll. Is everyone going to stay put on the road with Aurelis, or is everyone going to... What are you doing? Ifran will stay put. Reese kind of positions himself off to the side of the road, but he's not trying to conceal himself in any way. Okay. 22 and, for the stealth roll. Alright, you are well concealed in the bushes and ferns. Reese looks around and can't find Luca. Pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> Leary and Mick. Oh, and then Mick also follows Reese's doing going to the side and he follows. So he's off the road proper, but he's not like trying to hide. Yeah. The same with Leary and he steps out of the road. He's pretty comfortable in the forest. He's pretty aware of if danger's going to be coming at him. And the hoofbeats get louder. They do. And you, they are not just trotting along. These are galloping horses. Which on a road this size, which is not big, and so is dangerous in and of itself. And can we hear that there's like a carriage, or is it just purely multiple horses? Do a perception roll. Okay. You got this. 19. It is just horses. 
You don't hear any sort of wagon or hitching. Listening, hearing them get louder, and knowing that this is not like the narrowest of roads, but not especially wide. Fran does move over to the side of the road to be out of the way. So now it's just Arellis standing in the middle of the road, and we're all <laughs> off on the side. Yeah. Arellis takes a few steps to the side, not all the way off the road like you folk are, but he looks around, he's like, what? You, you look concerned. Uh, no, merely waiting for the horses to pass. Well, I will stand here, and I will address them as they should be addressed. If they carry news from Merhold, I wish to hear it. Very well. I do not have any business with them, so you do as you wish. Good. And stand aside. I am aside. <laughs> I, I am aside. <laughs> I am. That is why I'm off the road. So there's sort of a band up in front of you going a ways off, and coming around that band, you see then two horses side by side, and then two behind them, and then two more, and two more, and two more, until there's about 20 or so horses riding side by side, so two, 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 just barreling down this road. Is there anybody riding them? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Aurelis hears off, and he holds up his shield with the crest on it, and he says, Hail, friends! You know, sort of loudly, booming into this forest. And the din of the horses does not quiet, nor do they slow. And as they charge closer and closer Reese and closer... Reese attempts to grab Aurelis out of the road. Real quick, what were you going to say, Chris? No, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was okay. like, ooh, we got to save this guy. So maybe He's we both tried it. Like, without thinking about it, we both to reach out. And... Yeah. Yeah, so tell me what you tried to do then. So we're standing next to each other, I assume. And Reese goes out... And then I also lean forward to pull in Aurelis. And uh, so I grab him kind of by the shoulder and try to yank him back. He's going to stay where he is, so... Um, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, he's going to try. This will be a strength contest. Because he's going to resist. Yeah, choose one of you between the two of you and then take advantage because there's two of you. Mm, I would do that. You. No, definitely you, Brett. What's your strength? Much more than oh. zero. Oh, three. <laughs> Wait, your strength is three? Like, plus three. Oh, go. Yes. <laughs> With advantage. 19. Okay, you match him exactly. Which so, means nothing happens. Yes, you stand awkwardly in the middle of the road. <laughs> now both of you are going to be run over. Shoulders. I mean, he budges a little your way, and he kind of is trying to like brush you off. And he's like, what are you doing? The horses, they're not slowing. They will slow. And he swings with his elbow. Then Reese, who doesn't have any padding necessarily, just kind of changes shirt. He <laughs> let, lets go and kind of backs off. Is Mick going to... Oh, yeah, for sure. I already backed off as soon as he was like, let go. <laughs> Mick's determined and moral, but not very confrontational. So. <laughs> Man, when you have zero as your modifier for strength, am I right? <laughs> you got to be careful. So Aurelis hears at the horses a little more intently as they're getting closer and closer now. And his eyes suddenly go wide and he drops his shield and he dives to the side of the road just as the horses are coming by. And he's successful in doing so. And the horses just barrel on past. And you hear shouts in Talish from the men atop the horses who have no banners upon their tabards or shields or anything that they're carrying. And as they gallop past you on these horses, they go a little ways. And then two of them come to a brisk stop and they turn and trot back your way, drawing swords. As soon as they stopped, Reese attempted to like burrow himself in the foliage <laughs> and okay. hide. When they were yelling in Talish, was it, there anything in particular that they said or is it just... You couldn't catch anything. Oh, okay. As they were passing, Lyrian goes over to Aurelis and uh, tries to help him up. All right. One, Brett, do stealth. See if Reese can hide in his scrambling <laughs> into the bush. 
Uh, probably not. That's an 11. You're pretty concealed. Pretty to your knowledge. <laughs> and Brett, Brett's really currently subscribing to the if I can't see them, they can't see me school of thought. Precisely. So he's buried his head <laughs> into the dirt. So Aurelis looks to the three of you then, because Luca and uh, Reese are not present anymore. He says, draw your weapons. These are not the Baron's men. No dip, Sherlock. Lyrian draws his two short swords. Ooh, switching wow. it up. I do not draw anything, but instead I try to confront the men speaking Talish, and I say, please, we come in peace. So by this time, yeah, they've trotted up to you, and they look between each other. You can't see their faces through their helmets, just their eyes, really. They do not dismount, and one of them says in very heavily accented Talish, like a provincial tongue, what are you doing in these lands? We are but simple travelers. Simple travelers, peace! And he points to the shield on the ground, which carries the Baron's heraldry that Aurelis held. And Aurelis steps forward and says, I am Lord Commander of the Mayhold Watch. If you have anyone to deal with, you deal with me and me alone. And they look at each other and they... <laughs> they kind of snicker. Stab him in the face. <laughs> and then they both turn their horses around and gallop off toward the others, which have stopped quite a ways down. Reese hears the horses galloping away. He quickly shuffles kind of to a knee. Looks at everyone and says, I suggest we either run away or hide in the forest. The forest would be dangerous, and especially as night approaches. <laughs> as dangerous as 20 men. And Aurelis hefts his sword, and he says, flee if you will. You are going to stay here and fight alone. We will be more well, we will be better supported if we can make it to Merhold. I have my suspicions about these men. I do not think they are here for good intentions. Of course anything, not. anything, they are from that bastard Algier. Which is why I recommend we make it to Merhold and there we can put up a fight. Merhold is still seven, eight miles away to the north. We will not make it there lightly, especially not against horsemen. Reese just kind of looks at everyone else and kind of has a perplexed look on his face, but you can't really tell because he has a mask. <laughs> So is that the hallmark of Brett's characters in any role-playing game? His face is making this certain thing, but you can't tell because you can't see his face. That's helpful. Wow. Yeah, just like he's so. No, with him, it's just the eyes. Yeah. Ironically, the only thing you can see on Reese's face. It's true. Anyways, so he's just looking at everyone else, except for Luca, who currently is still hiding. Hidden. Lyrian looks at Aurelis and says, You said it yourself. Best to travel in groups that we might be able to proceed more safely. And I believe Reese has a good plan because if you die now, you will not be able to help your mere hold later. So you're saying you will abandon me here on this road alone and travel into the woods? Or you can come with us. Roll persuasion. Come on, Seth. Not great. what we needed. <laughs> Eight. You are all cowards and dishonorable. I will not travel with you if this is the task you will pursue. Then what do you propose we do? That we stand. Wait, question. Didn't the two already ride back? And so everybody's gone now. Well, they just went back to their group who stopped a little further ways down. Oh, so they're going to decide what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, the problem is the guy just announced himself as the freaking captain commander or whatever of Mirhold, <laughs> like an idiot. Hey, man, I'm a super high-ranking army official. We're traveling on the road with five other people. You should just kill me now. All right. What about a plan to hide ourselves until we know their intentions, whether or not they are coming to attack us? We could possibly set a trap. Very well. Set your traps. But I will stand here. Very well. I will stand with you. Perhaps we can take some of their horses and use them for the rest of the way to Merhold. It would be better than walking. 
It would speed up the journey, yes. Reese just has kind of a thought come into him. As a matter of fact, I will stand with you as well. I seem to have gotten a bit more vigor. And he goes and actually stands a few feet in front of where Arellis is standing. And Arellis takes a couple steps forward to stand <laughs> next to Reese. <laughs> <laughs> and Reese just kind of stands leaning over to him. You may not wish to stand so close to me, friend. And Arellis takes a couple steps back. <laughs> And then, you like blow up? What's your plan? <laughs> and and, and Reese just waits. <laughs> okay, so ahead of Reese and them, Lyrian goes and puts a hunter's trap down, kind of concealed, so if they do come back, they can go into it. Okay, what, what like a bear trap or something? Or? It just says hunter's trap. Well, then you decide oh, what it is. Is it like a snare? Is it? What have you been carrying with you all this time? It's a giant <laughs> spider's web. I also have that. It's a sawtooth steel ring. Oh, okay. So it's like a cool. bear trap. So I don't think we're going to be able to take the horse that this hunter's trap gets. Well, I don't want to set my trap for this one, but I do stand behind the others, but I also am not hiding. Would I be able to make a trap out of just my rope so it wouldn't mangle this horse's leg? If it comes back. I'm going to be totally honest with you, man. If a galloping horse hits a rope with enough force to like, trip snap. it over, yeah. it'll probably snap its leg anyways in the fall. Horse legs are horrifically fragile. All right, whatever. I, I already set the trap. Okay. Has Luca come out of hiding? Luca's still hiding off the road. He's like watching what's happening. His plan was to ambush them. So he, he's been seeing what's happening and he will come in at an appropriate time. Okay. He's just not showing his presence. Well, then you see the entire brigade of horses turn around back toward you and begin galloping once more. Everyone has their swords drawn. So you have, by the time I reach the end of this sentence, 20 real-world seconds until the horses reach you. You should really get out of the way because a galloping horse will not be stopped by someone standing there. Lyrian is moving out of the way. He's actually put back his swords and took out his bow. The horses will be there in 10 seconds. Mick also goes to the side and prepares to... um, Three, to fight if necessary. Reese is doing something. One. So tell me what he's doing. So, and they were about about at the 10 seconds away, Mark. He took off the mask, holding the sword in his hand, and whips it straight in front of him, and a beam of light shoots out, striking the horse. And the horse has to do a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> How wise is this horse? <laughs> While you're doing that, I would like to point out that because everybody was uh, taking up all the 20 seconds. Right, right, right. Ifran is just going to use the dodge action. Okay. Though if he can break this gallop right now by having this horse freak out, that'd be pretty sweet. Six. I think that fails. It does fail. The horse is immobilized. It just stops. <laughs> the, the front horse just stops. And then he starts okay. screaming in Celestial, and the sword lights up again. The other horse has to make a wisdom saving throw. 17. That one succeeds. All right. So his scream does not delay the second horse, but the first horse, let's say left and right columns. The horse on the left column is suddenly immobilized. Their movement is instantaneously set to zero. Okay. So the horse just rigidly stops. Its rider is flung off of the horse over all of you. You can hear the ribs and legs of this horse breaking as it crumples against itself and then is subsequently trampled by the other horses behind it. Gets to be about like a three, four horse pile up right there. On the right side, that horse in the front triggers Lyrian's hunting trap and fails. And so that horse gets its leg right in the trap, and it tumbles to the ground as well, again leading to about a three or four horse pileup where you have hurt, dead, or 
struggling horses and then their riders. And the columns behind them do not dismount, but because their horses are rearing, they're whinnying, they're scared, and their riders are trying to calm them. Reese is advancing at this point. His face is just burning white. Okay, Aurelis advances with you, and he begins performing coup de gras on riders and horses alike. What are coup de gras? It's where you instantly kill someone because oh. they're in a helpless state. <laughs> oh, uh, Lyrian's going to take aim at the men that are still on their horses trying to calm. Yeah, everyone gets one action before we have to go into combat. Yeah, we'll start with Lyrian. Sweet. So Lyrian's going to take a shot at the one of the riders that are still on the horses in the front on the right. Okay. He's going to be taking two shots, actually. First one is 16. That misses. It bounces harmlessly off their plate armor. Okay, the other one misses as well. The, the other one was a 15. <laughs> okay. Do you have horde breaker? Yes, I was going to do that. Okay. Now Lyrian's going to take a shot at the guy on the, the left. Okay. He misses again. Bullocks. But that's okay. <laughs> because I am going to the horse on the left and the rider on the left. And I sneakily, fastly go up to the rider and I pull him off and I do acrobat check, go up on the horse and I ride it off. <laughs> You're just leaving us behind? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry, I'll come back. Actually, I have two questions. Where are you riding this horse? Um, I'm You've going... got a bunch of bad guys behind you and a bunch of dead horses I'm in a, front of you. I'm imagining. It doesn't matter. If Ryan lets you do it, you can do it. Do Is strength Ryan let me and do acrobatics. Because okay. you've got to get this person off the horse, too. Okay, so, so that I... should be first. So yeah. 19 for strength. That's enough. And the knight falls off the horse and clatters to the ground. You knock their foot out of the stirrup as they're hanging out the side of the horse, and you are able to climb atop the horse, do acrobatics. Okay, 15. So you are able to move to the other side of the horse pile up, as it is now going to be called. You are not far away from everyone. So you haven't ridden off. I haven't ridden off. You've led the horse around the disaster area. Yeah. This is like in all two seconds, too. So I got some time. I was going to say, that that looked pretty awesome. As you yanked that guy off of his horse, hopped on. Man, Mick can really move in those clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very nimble. Buffy sleeves and all. Luca (laughs) is going to make his way on the side to the back of the line, the still mounted horseman. And he is going to attack the man on the horse on the right side of the column from the viewpoint of looking at the horse. So on the right side of the column, and he's going to try to kill the man who's trying to calm his horse in the very end of the group. At the very end of the group? I have 30 feet. How far can I get? The first horse. I arrive at the first horse then, and it's him I try to... And Mick took the one on the left. Left. So I'm going to try to attack the guy on the right. Okay. Stick my right gear right through his face guard. So you run around the disaster, pile up, and then... Can I take advantage because I am stealth and he is distracted trying to calm his horse? Yes. 26. That hits. 20 damage. You stab through his visor right into one of his eye sockets, causing a major wound. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be comfortable, even if that didn't like go brain matter-wise. That's like one of my worst fears. Something you you actually feel like your rapier hit the inside of the orbit of his skull and then kind of like boing a little. And as you pull it out, <laughs> blood just like spurts through the visor. I'm going to try to sneak back into the woods and then maybe come out again at another point and do like a surprise attack. Make a stealth check. Oh, baby. 29. Okay, you dart in, stab through the eye, and as that guy's disoriented, you tumble into the bushes on the side of the road. 
All right, Reese is just walking straight through the middle of the wreckage. He's got his sword, which is also glowing in one hand, and he sees the guy on the left get ripped off and Mick promptly hop on the horse and ride away. He sees the guy on the right get stabbed in the face, and then Luca disappears. And so he walks up to the second horse on the left. Okay. And he's going to uh, just straight up attack him. 24. That is a hit. Sweet. Dealing 15 damage. With your longsword, you engage the knight after the one that Mick had stolen the horse from. You trade a few blows, and then you get a really good thwack right against the side of his helmet, and he actually tumbles off his horse, and the horse gallops past you and leaves, and that guy's now left prone on the ground. Does prone mean helpless? Or No. Okay. I'm going to use my second attack. But you might get advantage attacking him, I think. You will. You'll get advantage, and you caused a minor wound. Oh, nice. I gave him a concussion. Okay. He's going to use his second attack, and that is going to be 20. That hits. So then the guy starts to feel burning from the inside out, and for this purposes, it is... 23 damage. All right, 23. Divine smite. You see his armor start to glow in the weaker spots as he's cooked on the inside. And you see him trying to rip off his gauntlets and his helmet where his flesh is now just blistering and popping underneath. And you cause a major wound. Congratulations. Is it like Indiana Jones style? The guy's face is <laughs> Not that degree, but like it's pretty bad. That's oh, a lethal wound. <laughs> <laughs> and Reese just stands above him staring at him. Nice. <laughs> okay, Aurelis goes forward and kills two horses and three riders. What? Why are you killing the horses? He's furious. <laughs> He's not a well, happy man. The horses themselves are like broken. Oh, okay. Like, in the pileup. It's sad, yeah. yeah. So in the pileup, Aurelis kills three riders and two horses. Out of the ten horses and riders that crashed, one flew off past you guys and died or suffered a big break and isn't able to move. Four horses are outright dead. Two more just got killed. Three riders are outright dead. So that's four incapacitated already. And then Aurelis just killed three more. So of helpless riders, there's three more. Okay. Cool. Ifran is going to go and take one of their swords and cut the three remaining riders' throats. Easy said, easy done. <laughs> all right. Felt like he was always more of a neck snap with the foot kind of guy. Wedge between the hole and just... <laughs> but I respect that. No, he, he, he cuts the throat and discards the sword. And he stands atop of one of the piles of dead bodies, looks around, and he calls to the other riders and simply... He, I guess he's talking kind of loud because they're you know, kind of far away. He says, Do you wish to continue? In Talish, he yells that to all of the men, the remaining men. Are you trying to do some sort of intimidation? Uh, yeah, or are you sure. just like having a casual conversation? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> the pile so it's it's you intimidating wish to... yeah. in how nonchalant he is about it. Then roll intimidation. Can I get some sort of bonus for standing on top of a pile of dead bodies? <laughs> I think that warrants advantage. Okay, well, it was only 13. Maybe they just couldn't hear him. <laughs> 13 is good enough, however, because of the sight of the battlefield, half their forces being killed in an instant, and the merciless execution of those that survived drives the rest, mounted or otherwise, into a frightened state, and they beat a hasty retreat. One surprise round, and we're all done here. <laughs> <laughs> the one that Lucas stabbed through the eye seems to waver a bit, lagging behind the others, while the wounded knights disengage and flee. The one in front of Reese, who's been concussed and burned and stabbed, 
has to get to his feet first and then tries to run. Would that provoke an opportunity attack for me? Because I'm literally standing right over him. Do you want to? I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do want to kill him, yes. That's going to be 22. That hits. It'll be 14. You inflict another minor wound as you slash this poor, poor knight. Poor, poor knight, my A. <laughs> this guy charged us. This yeah. guy has like 10 minor wounds. Let's not forget yeah. who started yeah, yeah, this fight. Yeah, yeah. actually be dead by now. So can I take like a free action and just suggest something to the group? Yeah. We're all in a group here. I do that slash and he lets out a pretty audible groan. And Reese at this point just puts the tip of his sword in the ground. I say we let this one live. We take him. We question him. Could prove useful. Can Luca try to thwack him on the head of the club in a non-lethal way? Do you, do you have, have a, club? a club? I do have a club, yes. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, then go for it. <laughs> Aurelis is like, I agree. He could be useful. Um, 23. That is a hit. This is for non-lethal damage. <laughs> Seven non-lethal damage. All right, you knock him unconscious, adding to his concussion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After Aurelis says, I concur, uh, Luca swiftly stands up, thwacks the knight on the back of the head with his club and says, well, if the captain of the guard concurs, I see we have no other option. (laughs) Aurelis kind of takes his sword, cleans it real quick and sheathes it and says, it's Lord Commander, actually. And he looks around at the macabre scene around (laughs) you of mutilated bodies of men, horse alike, and he says... Well, it seems you weren't all entirely useless. 